one of the myth that people have is like you should have a masters to get into phd exactly but this is not this is i guess not the case because some universities do accept direct bachelors Mm. and you can have an integrated program of ms and you can say phd i do call my parents every day twice mm. morning and night i have made a habit like whatever be the deadline i would call them it is fixed i never miss a single call talking to my parents but when i am looking at myself now it is like it is actually building my character also in that sense learning constantly like looking for answers and if not then why i'm not getting the correct answer like reasoning so that was one of the thing hey everyone my name is ranag back with another episode this is 12th episode in the let's talk series today the guest of honor is mr gaurava he is currently pursuing phd from the rochester institute of technology in the domain of security he has completed his masters from the thakur college of engineering and technology in mumbai he has done his bachelor's from atharva college of engineering he shares with us some of the intricate details of the application process of the phd and how one can pursue a phd teaching is his passion and he has also taught at the universal college of engineering when he was in the phase of his dissertation at thakur college of engineering research is his passion so this episode is not only available on the youtube but also on the spotify and anchor links to those will be down in the description box and if you like my content please subscribe to my youtube channel and click on the bell icon so that you get notified every time i post something new so let us now get started with the podcast hope you will enjoy it so hi gaurav how are you hello hi all good yeah yeah so i have a set of questions for you and we will go yeah. through each and every single one of them so the first question is what are you doing currently so talking about myself i am uh, currently pursuing my phd so i am a third year phd student in uh, computing and information sciences department at rochester mm-hmm. institute of technology mm-hmm. yeah and uh, uh, what is uh, your area of uh, expertise the area that you are working so my research basically focuses on developing privacy preserving frameworks and uh, it is basically used by applying uh, applied cryptography and the research skills which we learn and that is applied to a networking domain and my domain basically is like the critical infrastructure called smart grid mm-hmm. yeah now uh, speaking of it so it is considered that phd is a uh, very i would say in stretch uh, investment of time so considering this a uh, fact don't you think that like if the phd is you know very long duration what was your motivation in order to pursue it uh so yes it's true like when people talk about phd it takes on an average 5 years and some of them like more than that and talking about myself my main motivation actually was like i had already done my masters from thakur college of engineering under the guidance of rajesh bansode sir and and there i studied wireless sensor networks mm-hmm. and that was my first experience you can say in terms of research but then later i was more drawn to like i had passion for teaching as well as learning computer related like 
uh, you can say computer related field so i sat and i like what would help me in achieving this and for teaching also as you know that the now the basic criteria for for mumbai university to be a faculty is like to be a phd holder mm. so that was my main motivation for getting into a phd mm-hmm. and so, so yeah. i had decided like immediately but like down mm. the line when it comes then all I, it, i started connecting the dots and then i planned for doing a phd mm-hmm. and now uh, let us talk about the procedure that it takes you know in order to get started with phd in the us so the phd admissions so could you tell us the procedure that you went through yes yes, yes. i would definitely love to because that was the main thing which i felt that i was missing when i was applying for phd mm. so first of all talking about phd the, like most of the people might not know but i usually classified like in terms of like three types of phd so first phd talks about like fully funded phd mm. then second is partially funded phd and then it is the paid phd mm. so when i'm saying paid phd it is like you have to pay for the you can say to the university mm. to get a degree when it is partially funded it can be either by the organization which you work in for example like who sponsors you or the country so like i have few colleagues who are from different countries and the country have a criteria of sponsoring them for phd mm-hmm. get a degree and again serve back to their own nation so they have mm-hmm. a contract so all the phd expenses is bared by the you can say by their respective governments or organization once they get a phd they cannot work in us but they have to again go back to their home country so that designated period and then you can again return back to us if you want to and the the first one which i mentioned like fully funded phd it is like the universities pay you to do research and then that is how you get a phd mm. so uh, which and, one was your yeah. like which one so mine one was the fully funded phd mm-hmm. so uh because uh, i didn't like work in an organization who would sponsor and i don't have any idea that india has india do have some scholarships which they sponsor to get you to phd mm-hmm. but i am not aware of it and i guess it is like a long process like you should know correct people and correct contacts to get into it my type of phd was fully funded phd and as you mentioned about the application so my application started by searching for uh, an advisor mm-hmm. who was working in the domain which i was interested in mm-hmm. so now when i started my journey i was there were counseling you can say agencies which help you to prepare gre mm-hmm. ielts and then or toefl and then they help you to get a college based on your scores mm. that is true when it comes to masters but when you are talking in terms of a phd to be honest you should know what you are doing or what you want to do in your mm. future life like for 5 years because that is a really big commitment like exactly. big commitment in terms of time and if you are talking in terms of engineering as most of us might or like relate completely that we did engineering because our parents told to do us mm. there was no like a vision or something and i'll be honest with you that was same in my case but then when you realize that you have to give a commitment of 5 years and that mm. to on a foreign land you have to think through it so mm. what i did was that i first 
analyzed each and every college profile you can say website mm-hmm. i went to their departments and checked which department is doing which, which research and what was the professor like associated with it mm-hmm. it was too, too time consuming trust me it was really time consuming yeah. because i don't know the map of us so first i printed the map of us in order to get a gist that how us looks like what are the states mm. what are the colleges and what are the requirements so mm. once i identified which are the professors who are like whose research i would like i would love to do research with like in terms of the domain mm-hmm. then i started writing them emails that hey i am interested in working with you mm. some of the professors have publications on their website so you can read those papers and or you can ask the ask you can say the professors to send them the paper like send those papers to you mm. because i guess there are like 30 dollars a paper 31 dollars to be specific mm. so in inr conversion it is too expensive so yes. i don't know if the professor would like reply to my email or i would read a paper so it's better like to ask the professor like hey i am interested can i get your papers because professors mm. have written those paper and it like they have it so mm. they will email you those pdf you can read and you can get a gist out of it that what the research is about mm. and talking in terms of uh, the other case is like so you approach the professors but there are two types again like the professors have a project which they are working on and you will be just joining in or you have to come up with your own plan oh. that what are you able to solve so so these are the questions which everybody should ask before joining into the phd like starting mm-hmm. from stipend and everything because it is a commitment right even if exactly. you buy a specific like a small thing you ask 10 questions and purchase that thing so mm-hmm. if you are giving your 5 years you and even the professor is responsible and most of the professors in us help and answer those questions if the professor is interested in you and if you raise some sensible questions i am not saying mm-hmm. like any questions like write those questions on a piece of paper prioritize it which are important which mm. can be answered by the professor directly because end of the day he he would be or she would be your like godfather or godmother who would be like you would be reporting to mm. so that is how the overall you can say phd process works mm. for me at least mm. so so basically you did a research like you you thoroughly searched that which area you had the professor so that could have been one of the reasons of uh, joining rochester but uh, had you any other universities in mind like instead of the rochester institute of technology apart from that yeah and yes yeah. uh yeah sorry yeah yeah so any other universities so, you would have considered so apart from those universities i had applied for like four other universities as well and i got admissions like admits from three universities but few universities i would not name them they said that you need to pay xyz amount it was a paid phd so mm. to be honest like it is very expensive and being from a middle class family it was not like affordable for me like mm. for a five years plan and i uh, and the other one was other university was like they gave me an admit but they didn't reveal the professor so mm. they said like first you come you st- clear your masters once again like 
by taking the master's courses and the required credits and then we would see whether you are eligible and then we would assign you a advisor mm-hmm. so for me going on a fa- foreign land without any idea that who my advisor would be for me i thought it is a risky chance of going completely blank and not knowing who the person or who the advisor is so i didn't take my chances but i would lo- i would love like my initial uh, you can say inclination was that i would love to work for a professor who i have at least have a dialogue with mm. because i know that professor i know the professor's expectation not completely but at least 20% for sure Mm. and then i can just move ahead because there is someone who i'm talking to or some person right mm. it should not be like a general body or like a departmental or an administrative person who is just interacting with me once i land over there and there is no one to talk to or like in that sense mm. but there are these opportunities or you can say options mm-hmm. and uh, so it has been many years you have been in the rochester so what was the experience like so the first experience to be honest was like like a horrible experience because here it is like it snows like most of the time mm. and yes when you go to like some hill stations you like get like in india like you see snow you get happy but here it is like it is a constant thing so <laughs> it was really frustrating like what is going on because even if you have to go out you have to wear all the coats boots and mm. everything and here it is pretty isolated so i come from bombay so you know like mm. bombay is pretty crowded so here you cannot see even a single person walking on the street of course it's no but like not mm. even a single person so it is like that you can say lonely and uh, it was like of course like uh, you can say the cultural differences and everything were there and start and you you when you come as a student you have to manage everything starting from your expenses cooking food and like all the utilities which you do so along with that you have to manage studies which is something mm. which is new over here so that was a tough task so it was uh, you can say i took some time to adjust but once i am here then now i feel very like comfortable like i know like now okay this is the grocery store or something like that earlier when mm. you are new no one to talk to and all of like even like the friends with you are exploring places mm. so that is a good learning experience starting from cooking to everything else so yeah mm. <laughs> and uh, now let us talk a little bit about your experience at the universal college of engineering so you have been a teaching assistant over there i presume so what was the experience like and how you got the opportunity in universal college so i was doing my uh, like you can say pursuing my masters uh, at thakur college mm-hmm. uh, from 2014 yeah and in 2015 once the courses got over you like uh, we have sem- semester 3 and semester 4 Hmm. uh which is of second year of masters and it is like project and you have to report the project to your advisor hmm. so being my advisor professor rajesh bansode like those of who don't know they are the, he is the person who will like stress you like press you so much that you would do your work like like on weekly basis and i got an opportunity so so i was reporting him like quite frequently and through emails and everything but then i thought like okay i, I should explore 
my teaching side as well because i had a passion too Mm-hmm. so i got uh, got two you can say job opportunities one was from thakur college itself as a mm-hmm. lecturer and one was from universal college mm-hmm. but uh, my main reason of joining universal was that i wanted to create my separate identity because once you are there as a student mm-hmm. in the college uh, it is like some i like to keep it different like one year once you are studying and the professional side like teaching Mm. would be different so at universal i gave uh, my interview uh, like in 2015 and i got an opportunity to teach and i was simultaneously doing my you can say research reporting mm. to my advisor uh, like back then who was dr rajesh bansode and simultaneously teaching uh, in universal mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest i uh i was working in it department and the head of department was uh, is actually uh professor uh, yogita mane mm-hmm. so she is the one uh, whom i interacted with or you can say i got mentored under and there are different things like right now when i was new over there i thought oh i have to just teach and come back and sit right mm. but there are other management responsibilities like attendance workshops arranging workshops events mm. than managing the students so mm-hmm. it is really a nice experience so i am i am in touch with most of my students they mm-hmm. are also in us over here so yeah it is really like that was one of my you can say best experience so far in a working like working experience so yeah now uh, let us talk about uh, the requirements the basic requirements that you need in order to complete your phd so what are the most uh, i would say basic things that you are going to require to complete the phd degree not any extra things but the basics that you can just get away with the phd after doing those so one of the phd requirement is that it should be very clear like you, that is one of the dialogue which the student should initiate with the with his or her like advisor because that is like it depends on university to university because if i'm working on a research and there are multiple conferences or journals right so which journals are aligning to your domain if i'm doing a research in smart grid domain i would focus on smart grid related top conferences or journals where i'm which will have a high impact factor and which would have high recognition so those w- would be the requirements and other requirements are also like the basic requirements would be the professor wants you to take specific courses mm. so those are also falling in requirement so this is really an important so once you are in a masters you know that these are the courses this is the timeline and by by this like two or three years you're definitely graduating you know a deadline right that you mm. will have a degree in your hand by maximum by this fall or spring semester but in phd it is very like a critical thing because you don't know actually that when you are graduating mm. and what are the expectations and trust me the expectations do change across like because it's a long degree right you exactly. can find something new or if you are working on something and then you come across a research where it has already been published which you, which mm. none of the researcher wants so that right. is like you feel little bit like shattered that oh my god this research is done and what is the novelty in it mm. so 
those are the things talking about my institute and specifically like my department my department has a list of conferences which is already there on the website those mm-hmm. are the confer- like list of conferences at least you should have a top tier publication and if not then at least it should be related to your domain and that conference should be a top tier conference mm-hmm. because it is really hard to keep a track of all the conferences which are top tier in that sense so the faculty whom you are working under like the advisor they know which conferences they want so either they sh- the student should ask them like what are your requirements or uh, and you should work accordingly because if you start your phd without asking those questions mm. then you might finish your courses but at the end once your research is done you don't even know the conference how the papers are written so i personally believe that you should have the name of the conference start working or start reading the conference like attending the conferences and reading the papers mm. so this was something which i learned across like throughout my phd and still learning actually so mm. even though i am not writing a paper i would definitely register for an event mm. i would look what are the talks and i would learn something from it and one interesting thing i would like to share was like when i was new over here we have a course which is known as phd colloquium series mm. so i was like okay and it was it was of course like not graded but we used to sit for talks which were not related to our domain mm. and when i used to sit like for us like a first year student i am like why am i attending an human computing interaction talk mm. because it's not my domain but exactly. why i am doing that mm. and why i am attending other talks which are like networking related like like too much like network topology or like in that sense so then i uh, then it came to my mind that it helps you to understand from a different perspective as well mm. so you should understand it's not by just attending your own research talks or like the talks in your conferences you would learn something but you might get an idea like something is new in that one and you can take that thing and you can implement in your domain which mm. would be new so like tweaking some things and getting some novelty or new contribution in your own domain is a new thing correct so that i learned later like but like trust me if you had asked me like back in 2019 so i would be the most frustrated person like why am i attending and we used to create reports that mm. what we learn from it like small paragraph just a paragraph and what we liked about it was the presentation good what mm. was the present like was the fonts visible for were visible to us so we were looking from a third person's perspective also exactly. understanding and trying to get to know what they are trying to solve Mm. and also the alignment of slides like because it's very tough that if i start talking about my research i know like half of the people would just close the youtube channel and they would just move on to some different thing correct but how to keep the audience engaged and how to and first of all it's very important to know your audience mm. if i'm giving a talk in conference i should be more specific mm. but if i'm giving a talk to a general audience i should be in terms of like talk in terms of generality or like giving a scenario to them and explaining where my research falls so that's something which is i think i i should like as a researcher or like a person who is presenting should know that mm. so you have uh, learning in that process also because yeah it makes sense 
if you can uh, view someone's work with a third person perspective definitely you will gain some tips from it in order to improve your dissertation presentation that might true. be quite and helpful the more yeah true and actually uh, like ted talks and everything like i personally feel like i was never a fan of like ted talks and everything but mm-hmm. when you work in such like environment where people are listening to each other talks they are raising some questions so tomorrow if i give a presentation and there is a question from a third person mm-hmm. who is not in my domain but that question is really valid then it changes my course of research or perspective i mean i might not say like completely but that would be a like you can say a spark to initiate or like ignite my thought process in that sense mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, now let us talk about how you started learning the security domain okay so everyone knows that they can learn their domain but let us assume that how you started with the security domain like when you initiated everything the learning so like you are talking in terms of the phd where i started or like back when like i was first introduced to like the security first introduced to the security so to be honest i was first introduced in my bachelors and mm-hmm. there were there were courses actually which were focusing on the security aspects and that's where we like learned the security goals and everything concepts attacks what are the attack surfaces and everything so that gave me a gist like what exactly the domain is about not completely but theoretical perspective then when we did some experiments it was of course like on a local workstation Mm-hmm. but then later what are the techniques and what are the problems because we were not given problems back in like our bachelors mm-hmm. it was like just explanation of the concepts but when you start working on a project like my final year project was based on protecting the uh, privacy of the customers by using anonymization which is a technique mm-hmm. so in that sense like, i learned actually what was the problem and how we were using one of the technique which we learned to solve that so that was a problem identification and then the solution but then when i started my masters i went further and made a designed a protocol for wireless sensor network mm-hmm. so what is exactly what exactly i am working on what was my goal to achieve it and if i invent something new then how should i present it in terms of what is there currently in the literature which is top class and i have to give a comparative analysis so these are the things which like so i went from like everybody goes through that like from generalization to specialization mm-hmm. and that narrowed down so when i was writing my statement of purpose or lors when we are expected like statement of purpose are basically written by us that why we are a perfect fit for that university and lors are written, written by the professors right. so since my my advisor was also from a networking domain and he was he used to teach us networking design and management mm. so taking an lor from him would be more you can say of course he is my advisor also but if he was my professor then i would have taken his lor for mm. uh, like for my application and that actually like once i started reading research papers more and more that made me something interesting and then i thought like let's let's take it to a next level where i can 
be a lecturer as well and you can say work on the problems and apply those techniques and there mm. are still new techniques which are being developed so it is not like when whatever i read in bachelor's it is still true the concepts or the foundation still remains the same mm. but there are new techniques and everything which are like developed and now later standardized so there is a process where you have to develop those techniques make it standardized and then it is applicable to the real world or real domain Correct. so according to one's needs so yeah so that was my main you can say uh my journey of like security and if you ask me right now like do i know security in depth yes i do but i don't know how much deep still security goes into because mm. there are proofs and you can do it like mathematically and you can prove it so there are different verticals to it so yeah yeah definitely i think an entire life would uh, might be you know less to explore a single subject like you might have not yeah. even discovered the 10% of it by the end of your life that might be the case yes 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 that is true and uh, identifying potential like reading materials is one of the key thing which i understood right now because if you are reading something which is like you never know until and unless you finish it right Correct. so that is something you have to read through like different materials google is one of the thing but searching it like using the correct keywords mm. is also something important because tomorrow if i need to search something i have to know the keyword as well that what i'm searching for correct so i can just type smart grid it would show me smart grid papers but it would be aligned to electrical domain as well as well as the it domain because it is a mixture of both mm. but i have to read it related papers and that too cryptographic papers so i have to narrow my vision like okay this is my pool then now shorter 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 and then i have to refine it and i have to find my you can say key papers or deck of papers which i'll be focusing on mm. so in that way you have to do your literature survey so the keywords are really an important part in our life as a phd yeah now uh, let us talk about some of the prospects or opportunities that you have after you know completing the doctorate because we have heard a lot of things when it comes to the ms because ms has been uh, you know quite standardized mechanism in order to uh, get the job in the us once you complete a bachelor's in india but now let us talk about phd so apart from teaching what Uh, other prospects do you have in your mind that can be applied so there are like as you said in us also there are two opportunities one is the research side of it and one is the teaching side of it mm. but when you say teaching over here also there are institutes who are supporting research so even if you are doing teaching you can still do research with you can say a group of students or you can start your own lab by some collaborations Mm. and then you can do a research but you will be on the university side mm. and you will collaborate with the people from the industry and work accordingly the other part is being a researcher mm. and when you there are career fairs i do agree with that and when i was a fresher i used to go to the career fairs along with my master students mm. but then i realized that phd is specific right Exactly. so jobs can already be like you can only get jobs if you have some collaborations already when you are working on a project 
because if you are a student and the professor is collaborating with a company then the company observes you from scratch when you are like starting your phd and developing their you can say solution Mm. and later they can ob- absorb you as an employee or first they might give you an internship and then later ob- absorb you as a full time employee correct but if you are starting from your end i think the main career fair for phd student is the conferences mm. so the more conference you attend the more you can say a wide range of like research which is done in your domain is you are aware of Mm. and you get you get to get like no people like networking is an important thing right mm. so now like uh, right now we are recording when the covid is going on but still there are conferences which are taking place uh, like virtually and some mm. of them are going in hybrid uh, you can say hybrid form where if the people are interested they can attend and if if they want to be uh, like uh, attending virtually because of the travel restrictions whichever country they are they can attend virtually as well so i guess those like networking and finding the correct fit is one of the key things over here and looking for your job like our job description cannot be searched specifically if you see because correct. if i'm working on something i cannot see a job description which matches everything Mm. but of course getting to know which are the research internship opportunities which the organizations provide mm. and what are the requirements because if you are i i work in cyber security mm. but if i'm working in term uh, like in a department of energy kind of job it requires us citizenship because it is mm. working with a critical infrastructure correct so i cannot get into those you can say organizations and if you ask me was i aware about it while applying phd partly i was because mm. cyber security nobody gets a clearance in order to work with it mm. but if you are working around and like if you are working on simulations then yes you have an opportunity to work mm-hmm. so those are the key things which like you have to plan way ahead of the time mm. and uh, now this is the last question for our today's podcast so this is about a message that you would like to give for the aspirants because most of the graduates are uh, definitely looking forward but in this podcast you know i might also you know uh, most likely i would like to target the master students because doctorate is something that few of them are going to do since uh, yes. they find the uh, inclination towards the research the way you did so uh, yeah. what is one of the you know let's say messages that you would like to give so one of the key message i want to give and like which i have learned from my advisor which is a uh, current advisor which is dr sumita mishra she mm-hmm. always says like introspect yourself so that is one thing which i really follow i never used to like if like plan things ahead of time i used to be a person who would not even know like what i'm doing the next day it was that like casual but if you if you are asking me uh, in that perspective then of course first introspect yourself and plan accordingly mm. and one of the myth that people have is like you should have a masters to get into phd exactly but this is not 
this is i guess not the case because some universities do accept direct bachelors mm. and you can have an integrated program of ms and you can say phd mm. so in my case i have a colleague who has directly done his bachelors and pursuing his phd mm. but we both have to do the credits of the masters program so we have 60 credits mm. total three credits means a course so okay there are 10 courses so that is for masters and the like masters and phd courses which we do and the remaining 30 credits are for the research mm-hmm. and when you are talking about like the advice which i would give and i always like talk to the people who are on facebook and who like type questions see phd is a thing i am not saying it is impossible to do yes you can do it but you also have to be open and have a dialogue with your parents that i am planning to do this this is my path mm-hmm. because that is how like it would like so what is the thing that once you discuss with your parents even they should plan for your finances accordingly because application and everything does take uh, you can say does require money and one thing which i really feel is to have a dialogue is really important because right now we focus on all the students who are who want to come to us mm. but when i talk to my students few students are like uh sir i want to do this and i will do it mm. they have some passion or they know what they want to do it i agree with them but if you are if there are some students who are like i don't know my friends are going even i want to go for masters mm. so that is not the case i am not saying that student cannot do but if his or hers parents are not financially stable in that sense and to be honest it's not a shame to accept it correct because i still remember and i am not i am I, i still remember actually that when i went to my parents and i said that parents i just want to do phd after mm. my masters and uh, and uh, i want to go to us mm. so my parents said okay and then later my parents had an argument with each other like and i was not understanding what they were trying to speak to each other but later they came out like uh, like from the bedroom and they were like hey like they sat and they said like my mom was actually so there were two discussions which were going on my dad felt that he should have the money to support my education mm. because i am his son and it and he felt that it was his responsibility which is true but the other thing was my mom was very practical that if you don't have we don't have the money we cannot send him to us mm. and like my and like to be like sharing a personal experience we we do have a flat in bombay but my parents were like we can keep that mortgage like most mm. of the people do and yes. we can send to us like send you to us Mm. but will you complete the degree and i was really scared to be honest exactly because that was putting me a peer pressure of completing the degree and getting everything straight but it was a period of 5 years and if i cannot do that then that house would be like sold to the bank and my we would left with like no house in like bombay or something correct so one of the thing is like either the student should know his financial thing mm if not he should have that correct passion because if he is not having that passion and if he is taking a loan and just playing with it it is really risky because to be honest 
right now which the thing which i feel like indian parents also don't open up to their kids and ex- show their weaknesses or the finances like discuss to be honest my my father also never discusses the finances with me till date mm. but that is the dialogue which my mom encouraged him to communicate like listen we don't have money mm. you can apply you can get fully funded scholarship if you want but if it is there we can provide you for the application but not for the other things so mm. that was really an eye opening experience for me and talking about my thing right now that if you ask me whether i'll go go in teaching or research mm. i'm confused trust me and it's okay to be confused like completely fine but what you can do you can just if you are confused what i do is like i write what is required for that field and what is required for the other field for example research and teaching requires presentation skills correct that skill is common i will develop on presentation skills and later when time is there i would get a better clarity and i would select which side i want to jump into mm. but if i tell you right now to write an essay about yourself in 10 lines trust me you as of when i wrote an essay about me for 10 lines it was like i am gauravar i am a third year phd student that's it i was not able to express <laughs> my interest are you getting it so if mm-hmm. you are only not getting convinced or you only don't know yourself right so how would you like expect a company to hire you and do the job exactly so so that's where i felt that okay i i took my time like i or sat i wrote everything like what i want to do and still today like i make a rough plan or road map as i said that mm. these are my goals for like 6 months and these are the checkpoints which i do mm. if it is not and it never goes according to the plan trust me Correct. but having a plan and keeping i never make a backup plan to be honest i just make a rough plan mm. and as situation come by and i would then create a backup which is dynamically like uh, planned accordingly so that is one thing which is like i would encourage and uh, those who are listening don't feel bad about it but trust me like if you don't like that is my take like i have few students who don't have house in bombay their first priority is to get a house in bombay itself mm. or like anywhere where they stay so that's where i feel like they should have those words or like interaction with the parents and everything and then like focus on it so that is my suggestion and fo- plan like because i i thought that my visa like my college when i had selected engineering it was through crack process right we gave mm. a list of 20 colleges and we mm. got one of the college mm. now here you are putting like or investing 50 or 60 lakhs which is a huge amount mm. and with respect to masters with respect to phd i really encourage that the student should take the effort that where he is investing those xy amount of lakhs mm. because if you go to buy a house you check the house you see the locality you visit multiple times and then you make a purchase right you just don't directly without looking at it buy such a property or something i'm just giving an example of it so when you are investing those amounts and though like the the amount and those years i think you should really look linkedin twitter facebook are those platforms right you have those groups mm. put a message in that group people will definitely contact you 
so that is what i feel that connectivity is really important these days mm. quite an intriguing podcast i would say so this is the first time i have actually uh, conducted a podcast with a doctorate uh, fellow so far now no no i am not a doctorate <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i will be in the process of yeah. being a doctorate so you are going to yeah. be phd in like let's say few months or years yeah expecting my like expecting my phd to be next year but fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah and, and uh, definitely like if you... anybody wants to yeah mm, yeah yeah good no no i was saying like if anybody wants to just reach and like contact me they can contact me on linkedin mm. and of course like if they want my help or something i would definitely be happy to help them yes 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 i'm definitely going to uh, put your linkedin profile in the description box as well yeah but uh, my takeaway i would say is that uh, assuming the fact that you know people are quite scared of uh, doing doctorate these days and just because of the amount of the money that is invested in let's say over the period of 2 years because people think ms or mba is a profitable investment just because it is time bounded and doctor it isn't so my suggestion to others would be that just you know if you have the research inclination if you have the potential just try to take the risk because at most it is going to cost you like say 3 or 4 years and if you are extremely brilliant you can even get it in 2.5 i have seen many cases where people complete their uh, phd in like 2.5 years so that might be the case and yeah that is my uh, like point of view the way i see it yeah how you can pursue doctor no because i i truly like agree with you also like one more perspective which i had was for me completing a phd to be honest in like for example 5 years and completing a phd in 3 years i would consider when i was back in india like completing a phd in 3 years would be a brilliant student yes mm-hmm. he might be but his goal or his path because if i am a new student with a new problem right mm-hmm. so i am the one who is starting with literature survey everything and writing papers going to conferences everything from scratch mm. but if a student is joining a group where they already know what they are solving a goal is defined mm. the literature papers are already being sorted by the senior you just have to read and immediately get back get to the track which they are are, are you getting it so Sorry. you you reach from like if you are saying two and a half years a student can also formulate a problem solve it immediately and get a degree mm. but these are the different factors which play into you can say account because that is how like phd is and it's really like it is do i can say like it is yes it is complicated yeah. but uh, if you know where uh, how and where to like tweak in and learn it's like i really like to be honest i really like phd like there are some mm. days like i cannot sleep and i never thought of myself that i would never sleep because of like i'm not solving a problem <laughs> i used to just sleep before like even my maths integration and everything was like pending in 12th i used to just sleep like anything but when i'm looking at myself now it is like it is actually building my character also in that sense mm. learning 
constantly like looking for answers and if not then why i'm not getting the correct answer like reasoning so that was one of the thing so yeah, yeah that was that yeah i know and, uh, i just mm. yeah sorry yeah, no, sorry i'm interrupting you sir no i just wanted to say that uh, it is like uh, you are t- telling it right that phd actually the people are scared because it is a long time mm. commitment or long term commitment and you do have a valid point like so maybe like they should give a thought on this one because even they don't know like they are falling into which like domain or which research and whether how will be the advisor mm. because you have to match the wa- wavelength because you would be working with him correct so that is one of the thing yeah yeah so man definitely i would like to thank you for taking out your time because even today <laughs> you had a talk and in india right now it is 4 am <laughs> and yeah. um, there i think it is around 6 pm yeah 6 6:30 yeah <laughs> yes. so yeah and i also wanted to thank you for and sorry i kept you waiting for a month because uh, <laughs> yes. it was like even i wanted to be like uh you can say free and discuss everything of course i do mm. discuss with my students right now who are pursuing their masters or who are planning to pursue phd who are back in india as well mm. i'm uh, on facebook uh, like the some of the people who are like just like so i just wanted to share like one of the post which i read was a parent contacted like wrote on facebook that he doesn't have the money mm. but uh his or her son is like wants to go and like and like please help him out so i told them like okay what is your situation because they were not having home also to put mortgage for mm. so that are the things which you have to and parents don't discuss those pressures with their kids correct and it is not pressures and i'm really telling you like parents should have those discussions mm. and students and like the people who are planning to come over here they should not feel ashamed that their parents cannot do it right. you should find a way it is not like us is something which is great it is great i agree mm. but everybody has their different stories and that is how it is correct so that is the big picture mm. and uh, apart from this like the talk i really appreciate you making those videos i saw your videos actually <laughs> and earlier i was like what is this like why i am supposed to give like a podcast or something and and one thing was like when i saw your request i went and then i realized like okay you are not focusing on the main people like uh, like uh, you are finding a common points like mm. those who can relate to us and like you can say think like yes it is possible to do a phd if i can then anybody Correct. can exactly and that is and such videos if i i to be honest if i would be back in 5 years like down the line before like back in 2017 or like 16 i would search for these types of videos so that somebody could mm-hmm. at least guide me like what it is because my parents don't know anything about phd if you ask me right now i also don't know anything much about phd i am still learning mm-hmm. but those are the questions which at least like even if talking with someone would clear our doubts and expectations correct and not just land on a foreign land with some imaginary world that oh exactly. everything would be cool and so that is exactly. really like a uh, main thing to discuss and nobody discusses this no. so <laughs> i don't know why but yeah this is true because uh, people think that usa will be completely 
as good as it is shown in the movies obviously it is not as bad as either but it is not even too good as it is shown in the movies it is just the life that you have in india just with different people different minds but the life itself is going to be the same only you can like there is a higher potential of earning money if you consider because dollar is very high when it is compared with rupee but even yeah like there is also a matter of fate because in india there are many people who land into very great companies or opportunities or let's say uh, great people they meet great people switch careers and everything happens and even in us you can also make a good living if you play very smartly because you are competing with the entire world not just indians in india you are only competing with indians in us you are competing with let's say americans already who are over there then you are competing with let's say people from european countries chinese japanese many people even and everyone is as strong as you because the you are only going to find i would say cream over there in india you might be the brightest kid in your class but in us everyone is as bright as you because everyone has climbed their way out of uh, their comfort zone in order to reach that position so that is the thing so definitely my motive is that just don't you know have unrealistic expectations when you are applying for us that is my take because i have been conducting podcasts with many of the people who are currently studying in the us or who have completed their education in the us and everyone says the same that you have to be very very realistic you cannot have theatrical expectations because at the end you are going to get disappointed because the way we put it and the society the indian society you know imposes that once you go to us you are going to become a billionaire which is not a fact yes so this yes. some of my relatives are waiting for that exactly <laughs> so that fact should be checked correctly and you know you need to have realistic ex- expectation that you can earn around let's say 100000 to 200000 dollar salary not like a million dollar salary just the moment you join so you have to be very much realistic about it that is the reason i you know started and not just us i am even considering india because many people think that in india even like the way it is been imposed that in india software engineers don't earn but that is also not the case if you are a skillful software engineer you are going to earn at any cost so that you know quite makes sense that's like that's the true like you can say uh, what you can say the case everywhere because one thing which i learned was that apart from like as you said like there are many competitions in us like mm. from diverse like cultures the main bottom line is that you should be at the best what you do that's it mm. you have to be whether it be india like you change the demographics you have to give your best shot correct that is one thing and one of the podcast which i was listening was of chintan he was my student which you conducted mm. <laughs> he said like there is relatives and there are peer pressure and everything i really do agree there is pressure but one thing like that is some of like there are few relatives i will never like deny that that relatives are like too awesome but when i am telling that when i am a single child of my parents so when i came over here so now my parents are growing old so one thing i was very like nervous was in terms of like 
being away from them when mm-hmm. i like when they need me the most i'm not there for them correct right. but in those case to be honest my close relatives like mm-hmm. my uncle auntie i call him like mama mummy and my cousins like and my friends to be honest my best friends they are the ones who take care of my family i'm not saying my right. parents and like don't, like don't take care of themselves but mm-hmm. in the time of need like uh something was like very like imagine that my dad was was to be hospitalized oh my friend came over there and like he did all those things so mm. so when you say that relatives put up peer pressure yes but they are also expecting something good for us some of the relatives exactly but having those relatives and having those people because right now i can say that i'm completing my phd in 4 years Mm. is only because there is a good support emotional support at, in india mm. so that's why i can study over here and i am a person where i would think of my parents my relatives and everyone mm. and i and i one thing i would like to say like when my when i was going to uh, us mm. there were two questions one question was i would never like by my relatives like one question was that i would never come back to india that was mm. one main question second question was that uh, i would never call them and i would like be like uh, like a us with an accent <laughs> and like a like proper like and i would be trying to do that but uh, one thing i do call my parents every day twice mm. morning and night i have made a habit like whatever be the deadline i would call them it is fixed i never miss a single call talking to my parents even whatever it be like even for this good morning of course i can send a whatsapp mm. but till date i guess only i have not contacted them once like in a day or something but mm. when i have entered us till now i have called them like always mm. and that is what like someone has to change that attitude like and they put in like you will not call parents and now exactly. i'm planning to complete my phd and settle to settle back in india mm. but everybody is like are you mad you are not mm. earning us dollars us mm. dollars is more as you said like 70 mm. but again it is comparing apples to oranges and if you set a realistic goal if you earn something as you said like software mm. developer are not like that known in india but there are some skillful people who which earn money Mm. and they are happy in their life staying in exactly. india so being in that responsible like environment these are some key factors i i made sure that i in 3 years of like my span in us i made sure i visit my parents every year mm. and meet them and i come there like even for 7 days i'll come them like come there meet them and go back mm. now one thing if you say uh my friends don't travel who are in masters of course they have a loan i can mm. understand and they cannot travel because they have to repay Correct. the loan as well but if i am getting that privilege of like 100% funding and if i'm saving over your and mm. just managing minimal expense to go back to india meet my parents and come back people think like i am wasting my money in traveling back to india but to mm. be honest when i go back to meet them it also refreshes my mind and everything meet them come back and again start to work in that sense so i mm. always make sure due to covid i couldn't travel mm. but 
I am always in touch, but that is what I follow. I know I am like little bit following like off the track and not following the rules which everybody tells. Like, oh my God, you have to do research. You have to not call your parents and everything. Mm. I don't follow that. If you, I feel that if you have, like, if you have some priority in life set, mm. you will do that work anyhow. Correct. So, and I don't understand how can calling your parents for ten minutes a day, say for example, twenty minutes a day. would affect your phd like i have never exactly. understood this logic mm. or like masters so parents are also like for they were there for us they are still there they are supporting us but mm. how can you not talk to your like i'm not saying talk to your parents every day like i do but have that like support which you feel and my friends and my relatives are really awesome and to be honest if i get a phd which i'll get soon i hope so Um, uh, my entire degree would be, uh, you can say, dedicated for those people who are back in India. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like I said, I'll uh, put your LinkedIn profile. So if anyone wants to contact Gaurav, uh, the link will be in the description box of this YouTube video. Yeah, and uh, thank you once again, Gaurav, for uh, allotting your time today. <laughs> Yeah, no, my pleasure, and I really like thank you for like inviting me. Actually, I would say mm-hmm. now you might be a busy person, and congratulations for your new job as well. So yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this is it for today's podcast. So thank you for listening. Goodbye.